to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size art. RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Happy whatever day it is you're listening to this. We appreciate you guys a lot of NFL football. Yes, sir. To talk about today. Yeah. A little bit of Major League Baseball, baseball, also to talk about today. Yeah, no NHL hockey, though, so no need to worry about that. I've been, if you're not getting the inside joke for some reason, I will say the sports uh, title and then throw in that sport behind it. NHL hockey, MLB baseball, NFL football. Why do I do it? I really don't know. Because I don't say college football, college. I don't say high school football, high school. NCAA college football, yeah. But even that one makes a little bit more sense. It's the Major League Baseball, baseball one that gets me. MLB baseball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we had week one of preseason football, which I was excited about. I've said it. I'm still excited about it. going into week two, even. And here's the questionable part. You have guys like Zach Wilson out there running around trying to make plays. He tears his uh, meniscus, has a little bit of a bone bruise. Uh, I know that all the doctors on Twitter immediately mm-hmm. diagnosed it as a torn ACL. 100%. Done for the season. Yep. And uh, a lot of people sharing the video like, oh, if you have a weak stomach, don't watch. I watched it. I have a weak stomach. I saw absolutely nothing. I saw him go down. Like watching it with no sound, I didn't see anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just that's. I feel like that's how a lot of those injuries happen. And even when you see a player tear the ACL, it's not like – you immediately think, like, ooh, they tore their ACL. I feel like a lot of people just want to be, like, that first guy. Back. Oh, I know what a torn ACL looks like. Yeah. I, I called it. I told you. I mean, if anyone's going to listen to anybody on, like, what an ACL tear looks like, it's this guy. So don't worry about it. I got the call. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I get misdiagnosed as a guy who's torn his ACL. Fun fact, both fully intact. Yeah, yours wasn't ligament damage. Yours was... No, it was ligament. It was just not that ligament. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few in there. I was going to say, like, I yeah, I know that. <laughs> ACL, MCL, PCL. But, like, even within that, it's just all still with the whole, like, I don't know. I just... That sucks that, that you tore everything, but maybe your ACL or the ones that you did tear. is like, hey, you must rather... Maybe you just should have torn your ACL. Although I saw a TikTok the other day. Actually, I think it was an Instagram reel because I'm trying to get away from TikTok. And it was talking about how unless you are like a, an athlete who's active and trying to make a quick recovery, ACL surgery is like it's kind of an optional thing anymore. That They think you can just kind of rehab through it if you're a regular Joe. So like if you're mm. out there playing pickup basketball and you tear your ACL – it might actually be better for you to not get knee surgery. Why? Because the, the surgery is only to repair it quickly. So you can like get in there, get it done, take care of it quickly. But for the longevity part of it, they're, they're starting to think that maybe surgery is not the best option. So what if you want to keep playing basketball then? I mean, how much if you just rehab through it, you're still going to be out a year, right? 
I have no idea. I'm not You're going to let it heal and go? And then also, isn't that just like very dangerous for your kneecap? Like, doesn't it keep all that intact and nope, in place? Not, <laughs> no, nothing to do with your kneecap. <laughs> the ACL does? And I thought it ran over it. Like, uh -oh. I thought all that had something to do with like keeping everything intact. Nope, it runs and, right through the center. And it keeps your leg from bending backwards. <sighs> yeah, I feel like I'd still want that repaired. I don't know if I just dealing with the whole, like, dad, don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach Wilson, though. The bone bruise, mm -hmm. tears his meniscus. It's not as serious as the ACL injury, which is a long recovery. Would have probably put him out for the season. Um, but, you know, last year we saw Cam Akers tear his Achilles tendon and then come back for the playoffs. So I don't mm -hmm. even know anymore. The advancements in science and technology is just through the roof right now at an all-time high. But if you're a quarterback, if you're a head coach, you've got to have a discussion with your quarterback of – don't run the damn football during a preseason game. I mean, I feel like that's just kind of obvious. And then, you know, you do see Zach Wilson go down at the beginning of the game with an injury, and it's just like, well, why are we even letting starters play at all? You know, even us being Chiefs fans, we're sitting here watching Patrick Mahomes. takes a huge shot, and it's like, uh, get his ass out of there. There's no need to see what this guy can do on for the rest of this drive. And I feel like that with almost any starting quarterback, unless you're having a true quarterback battle – I would much rather you spend the first couple of weeks getting comfortable or re used to the speed of the game again in the season when it matters instead of the preseason you possibly getting hurt. Mm -hmm. well, like even Zach Wilson, though, he's not even in a quarterback battle. Yeah. We're going to talk about those a little bit later today. Like, he's the for sure secured starter for the New York Jets. And yeah. I don't blame him. Uh, you know, if he doesn't get hurt in that situation – he probably gets pulled afterwards, and it's like, oh, good thing you didn't get hurt there. Or, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes came out last week and said, like, he's looking forward to taking that first shot and then um, does an interview later, and he's like, I didn't really want to get hit that hard. I was kind of hoping <laughs> yeah. for something more to the side, not right in the stomach. Get these guys out of there. I err on the side of don't play them in the preseason. Yep. It was Zach Wilson. I guess maybe it's a little bit different for Patrick Mahomes, which this should be his last – season playing preseason games, I think. For Zach Wilson going into year two, I guess it's a little bit different trying to get him get the timing right against a true defense. Yeah. Um, but I just the risk does not – it's not worth it. Like I almost feel like in preseason it's like, okay, hey, like, I don't know, don't sack the quarterback either. Like if you get there, awesome. Pro Bowl rules. It, 100%. <laughs> like, and I know people are going to be like, oh, it's preseason football. You know, it's like it's real – it's real for the guys that are trying to make the team, not the guys that are already completely solidified and have Second, third, a fourth, massive fourth. contract. Yeah, yeah. You want to go real rules, or you throw a red jersey? Designate? No, you don't even have to designate. Every starting quarterback, put a red jersey on them. You don't hit that guy. Yeah, two hand touch rules. Just don't let it happen. And like, sorry, every other position, you're not as valuable as the quarterbacks are. Definitely Look not. Look at the contracts in the NFL. Hey, there's a, a clear difference there. So your starting quarterback, <clears throat> red jersey, don't touch him. That's why they should do it. In the and uh, if they they can't run. Mm -hmm. No scrambling. You scramble out of the pocket, that's fine. Don't run past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Just designate it like, oh, that's a sack. Even just take the ball right back to the line of scrimmage or something. But playing these guys in, in the preseason is is tough. And again, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Hell, Tom Brady's not even with the team right now. <laughs> yeah. Which, that whole situation is weird, and we talked about it a little bit on Thursday. I still can't believe that no one has leaked why he's gone. Yeah, out of nothing. 
I don't know if tight-lipped. I, no one talking about it. I don't know if anybody knows. Like even the media outlets, like they have all stopped talking about it. That's just We're respect just to Tom Brady, slide. maybe. I guess <laughs> it'd be like, oh yeah, it's cool. He's it's not there. Maybe he said something before. It was like, okay, hey, like let me be the one to announce this. Let me be the one to break it. You know, what I mean, maybe he goes to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and these guys. Like, hey, you're probably going to hear what's going on. Keep it in house. Let me be the one to announce it. Let me do this on my terms. If and it I is something that that's tragic or you know, would allow that. I mean, th- these are the same guys that leaked JPP's uh, medical records. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's <laughs> so the I don't HIPAA think violation. They're look at Tom Brady and be like, "Oh yeah, let's we'll let you report this one. <laughs> we'll let you break the news here, even in like deaths in the NFL." Yeah. Like uh, uh, who is it? Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Schefter really wasn't messed up sitting on there that thinking, one. we're going to let Dwayne Haskins' family break this news. It yeah, was, that's you know, true. Agent texted me. I got it. I'm going to run with it. Yeah, he struggled to get on with the Steelers, but, uh, you know, here he is. But, Ugh. you know, at the same time, Hurry that is kind of their yeah. job. They they break news. That's what they do. I don't know. It is tough. I wonder what it is. And, again, I hope it's really not tragic news. I hope it's not anything where it comes out. I think he's like, just oh. on vacation. <laughs> I don't think it's anything tragic because if it were, you would hear about like Tom Brady's grandma has passed away. Here's the obituary. Tom Brady's whatever. I'm more worried about it being his parents than anything. Yeah, but I I think that news would have leaked. That's why I think that it's something not death related. Where do you think you want to be? Let's say he did go on vacation. Where's he at? Like Mars, you can go wherever you want. He's on the moon. <laughs> They've been in outer space for a minute. Right, yeah, he's just hovering above us on a satellite somewhere. What's uh, up with these satellites? What? So what's up with these satellites? Throwback to the old radio days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other quarterbacks making news. Uh, Deshaun Watson came out on Friday and apologized. We were talking about him last week, too. Was he going to get the start? He did. Uh, I know a lot of people were alleging that he might even get suspended before the start of the preseason game just so that he wouldn't get to play. He came out and apologized and says, sorry to all of the women that I've impacted in this situation. That's a confession to me. If I'm the NFL, full season, 10 mil. Yeah, I, and I'm not disagreeing with the fact that like it should be a suspension. I just don't know if it was like the confession part. I mean, it wasn't but at a the real same time, it's like, it like how else would we look at it? You know what I mean? Because you've an been saying of guilt. You've been saying the whole time before of like nothing. I've done nothing wrong. I've, you know what I mean? I've not done anything. Again, in the wrong sense of the term, it's just the way he was going about it. But now it's just like, well, mm-hmm. ooh, you know. I think I'm kind of realizing I don't know where I'm at with it. Because at the same time, it's like that's what everyone wanted was like the apology from him. And he kept standing strong on the fact that, like, I'm not going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. And now that he is. Well, previously, he had said twice before he had no regrets, that he didn't do anything wrong and no regrets. Now he comes out on Friday and says, sorry to everybody, all, all the women that I haven't impacted in this situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I've all just kind of assumed that he's going to get the full-year suspension anyways. He, I hope even so. with the Browns were like, hey, I he's see. starting this last week, and he did not play very well to start. I don't remember who tweeted this earlier today. I meant to look it up. If he doesn't play, if he gets suspended for this entire season, 
he his contract will actually toll. 2022 won't count. That contract will move into 2023. And that was from Andrew Brandt. So wait, how does that work? That this season essentially just wouldn't count for him. It just like it bumps it down the road. Is that how the contract was negotiated then? No, so that's, that a, means... that's a new NFL thing. So the right. next year he would make the Same million these dollars? guys that are holding out. It's like, okay, Debo Samuel, you say you're going to hold out, which he got his extension, whatever. But just that as an example, if he actually came out and said, no, I'm not playing this season, that season will toll, which means it doesn't count. We're just bumping ahead to 2023. Mm -hmm. You have to finish out that contract. There's yeah. no more holding out in the NFL. You literally can't do it. Yeah. So for Orlando Brown uh, earlier in the year, he was like, I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm not yes, signing franchise you are. tag. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do this anymore. You are playing. Or even um, who is the running back? Le'Veon Bell. Yep. It's like, oh, I'm sitting out of here. Well, technically, he would have had to have come back and played for the Steelers, but I believe they traded him mm -hmm. instead. So uh, good luck to these guys that try that with Deshaun Watson. I do think that it is interesting because this year he is set to make $1 million. If he gets suspended – He's probably going to get a fine too, and the next season he would make one million dollars. Okay, that's yeah, what I was wondering then with the mm -hmm. suspension. So it's just like this season wouldn't count towards his contract at all. Um, it tolls, whatever that means. Um, it's what I just said, actually. <laughs> I uh, we were talking about it this weekend too, though. We uh, went to the Royals game, had a grand old time. We we're talking a lot about Deshaun Watson too, and we play in a fantasy football league together, which has a lot of rules. And it had kind of gotten brought up, like, what is the rule for if you draft Deshaun Watson? Uh, I think at first we said you should be kicked out of the league. If you draft Deshaun Watson in your fantasy football draft, it's an immediate no, I think. When did you guys have this conversation? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I, was it text messages? No. <laughs> it was in person. Where? At the game? No. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was. I showed up late. You were. <laughs> if I was there, then I was not listening to you guys at all. I was not involved in the conversation. I remember every bit of Friday night. This is not one of those like I went too hard and don't remember anything. I do not remember that conversation whatsoever. I think you were there. But we talked about fantasy football rules for Deshaun Watson. One, you shouldn't draft him anyway because it's stupid. And that's yeah. why you should be kicked out of your league. Because... You're dumb, and you shouldn't play fantasy football. This guy who's looking at him like a minimum of six games at the quarterback position, you just shouldn't draft him. Like maybe you draft him as a backup, but still, you probably shouldn't. Uh, then uh, we kind of decided maybe you weren't there. I don't know. That if you do draft Deshaun Watson in your fantasy football league, you should have to give a massage to everyone in your fantasy football league. <laughs> I am definitely not drafting Deshaun Watson in our league. Or any league that I am in. No, but I, that I is so that's a pretty good rule. Yeah. And in our fantasy football league, we have a lot of rules. We, we still have the Browns rule, which has been like the longest one. Mm -hmm. If you, you draft, draft a Browns Brown, player. You have to shotgun a beer. Yep. Even if the last name is Brown. Mm -hmm. And that was because the great John Brown. <laughs> At Pittsburgh State University. Mm -hmm. He was going very high, like second round. What? Our, our fantasy drafts. Yep. <laughs> Before you joined, he was going like, I think the highest that he got drafted was the second round. And then we implemented the Browns rule to where it was at the time when the Browns were absolutely garbage. 
So it's like, why would you draft a Browns player? Yeah. Now, a little more interesting. It's two tough. Two running backs, a couple receivers, tight end at least. The defense, yep. That should be drafted um, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a couple other guys that did look good, though. And I do think that it's funny. Deshaun Watson came in after the apology. Absolutely sucked. <laughs> he went like one of five. Looked super rusty. And, man, I really liked him two years ago. Do you think the chance from Jacksonville got to him as well? I, I know it was just like a series that he played. Like, he didn't look good. And it's obviously he didn't play football at all last year. He sat up the whole season, too. So there is, like, just in the, the sense of football and him playing – I think that kind of adds into it. But then also the fact that you have the entire crowd in Jacksonville screaming or chanting, you sick fuck. I feel like I personally that would have rattled him a little bit. I think it was more of just everything all-encompassing got to him probably a little bit, not anything specifically. But the jitters, being out there at the stadium, knowing you're kind of the – you are the villain now. Yeah. And then the chance. I, I do think that everything affected his play. But, you know, a lot of these guys, professional athletes, I don't think the chance get to you – but I, I do think all of it piled up together did affect his play. And, but I think mainly just being rusty is yeah. what did it in for him. Like you said, he hasn't played in, you know, it's like it's almost two year, year and a half or something like that. Yeah. That he hasn't played football now. So I, I think that was probably what led to it. Uh, a couple of rookies, though, looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Ritter came in for the Falcons, looked pretty good. Malik Willis with the Titans. And. Your guy, Kenny Pickett, uh, leads a late touchdown for Pittsburgh. I didn't see Pickett play. He didn't look bad. Here he looked pretty damn good. Yeah, he did not look bad at all. And I love that uh, you have a bet with one of our listeners. Yeah. That if Kenny Pickett makes a Pro Bowl, you take a pie to the face. Yep. I'm well, kind of rooting for it. <laughs> with the way the Pro Bowl works, I don't know. You might be able to get in. We were talking a lot about the Pro Bowl lately. Yeah. And it is not that difficult to make the Pro Bowl. It's just a one-time bet, though. So it's not every time he makes the Pro Bowl, I get a pie in the face. Just if he makes one, then I But will. it's one ever. Yeah. So it could be like year seven, and it's like, oh, he finally made one Pro Bowl. You know, as much as uh, Mitchell, or excuse me, as much as Kenny Pickett looked good, Mitchell Trubisky looked pretty good as well that first drive. Mm-hmm. And for Pickett, it is going to be... Uh, kind of difficult, maybe not difficult is the right word, but he is like QB3 on this depth chart right now. Mitch Trubisky looked good. Mason Rudolph didn't even look bad. Um, and then Kenny Pickett comes in, leads a late touchdown as well. I- I've always been a little bit of a Steelers fan. I'm kind of rooting for these guys to be good. Not so much Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But I I guess Mitch Trubisky is just I would like to see Mitch Trubisky kind of be able to – I don't know, have like a redemption type of season on just his name and the way that he's looked in the NFL. Because in Chicago, like it started off hot and then it just was downhill just as quickly as it was hot, you know? And then from there on, I was like, I mean, I had my own takes on it and everything with the whole situation. He goes to Buffalo for a year and he's absolutely loved their praise for how hard he works and, you know, how involved he is in the locker room and he's respected. Go over to Pittsburgh with the Steelers, pretty much the same thing. So if you can just find a way to play your best ball in Pittsburgh with that team, look out. Also, speaking of the Steelers, fucking George Pickens just doing exactly what he did at Georgia in the NFL. Like with his blocks, you know what I mean? They do a run play, and he just blows the DB over and just like pancakes him, and he gives him the old shush. Tough catch in the corner of the end zone. I'm sitting here like, damn it. That's pretty nice. And the Steelers, of course, another receiver that they get in the second round. Probably going to work out for him. 
Yeah, I like George Pickens. Uh, I know uh, the reason why he fell in the draft was a lot of immaturity issues, but uh, now he's with Mike Tomlin. So it's like I've I've loved this pick from the second that it like it during mock drafts I loved this. Pick. Yeah, and so I I think it's going to work out pretty well for him. I do love that as a guy that used to coach receivers in a run heavy offense. <laughs> I love watching a guy go out and block. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I did in practice. Like half of our practice spent doing run block drills with receivers. <laughs> so to go out and see a guy do this, and then there are the other clips of him doing it, like you said, back in the Georgia days. It is pretty cool. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, again, some of the immaturity issues that he had at Georgia that kind of led him to fall in the draft. He should have probably been a first-round receiver. Yep. Uh, but now he lands with Pittsburgh. Mike Tallman just does such a great job with receivers specifically. 100%. Also, you know, guys with a little bit of a character concern, and then he – not necessarily turns it around, but just kind of keeps everything in check with that entire roster. And then also, uh, Trey Lance didn't look half bad either. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, was out with some friends on Friday night watching that game. He he looked like he could make some plays. Uh, he did look... Some of these plays that you see in the preseason, it looked like, okay, if you make this throw in the regular season, that's probably going to be an incompletion. Yep. You, you've got you know not every starting DB playing, but he did look pretty good. Uh, leads a touchdown drive, goes four or five with a touchdown. So it did look pretty good. Um, I would like to get another look at him. I'm not deeming him like you know, the next Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. Just oh, like, I heard uh, one of our friends say the 49ers won in the Super Bowl. I think that was sarcasm. I hope it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it definitely But was. I know if I would have said that about the Chiefs, I would have been reamed about it. Well, now that if you say the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, people will believe you. Off one drive of the preseason, like, oh, what have you seen? It's At like, any hey. point in the last three years, if you've said the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl, that is like a factual. I I know thing. that, yeah. But I mean, the same thing with the Forty ers though. Even with Jimmy Garoppolo, they've made the Super Bowl with him. They made the NFC Championship with him. Mm-hmm. And Nate Sudfeld looked pretty good uh, too. <laughs> I did make the joke. I can't believe they're letting a quarterback wear seven. Just I thought they were going to retire that number. For the Niners? Yes. Yeah. There it is. Right there. Might as well just let somebody wear 80. We're handing out 16 <laughs> next. That's also a heavy dose of sarcasm. Don't go believe in that one. <laughs> but it, Trey Lance did look uh, pretty good. And I, I've said it before. The narrative of him and Patrick Mahomes does kind of mirror one another. Where he got drafted. They traded up to draft him. Same as Patrick Mahomes. A lot of fans didn't like it and thought, why would we do this? We have Jimmy Garoppolo. He's already right there. This guy wins football games. And then there you know, were a lot of reports last year of will they play him? Will they sit him? Are they going to have certain packages for him? And he never really got the chance to, to play a lot. And then coming into year two, even during training camp, a lot of people were kind of crapping on him, saying he's throwing a lot of interceptions and things like that. But then he comes out in the preseason and he looks – Pretty solid. And I don't think that the 49ers are ever going to be a team that just airs it out a lot like the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, You know, Shanahan and Andy Reid just very different in their philosophies. Kyle Shanahan likes to run the ball, and they've been very successful at it. But I I do think that they can be really good. Uh, Trey Lance played better than I thought he would. Yeah, he looked comfortable, which is nice and what you want to see. And it kind of backs up to what all of his teammates have been saying about him through camp and stuff. And that was been a lot of concern for other people, too. Is like, you know, is he used to the speed 
of play in the NFL. He did go to you know North Dakota State University, which is a great powerhouse program. The speed of that level of college football, definitely different than the NFL, of course. So that was some people's concerns. He looks like he's fine. He looks like he's used to it and he's ready to go. You love to see that. And then, you know, speaking of other quarterbacks here kind of getting a start, Malik Willis for the Tennessee Titans. I know we talked about him a little bit Thursday night live as we were doing the show because he made a pretty good play. And I brought up the fact, I was like, hey, he looks good. He looks comfortable as well. Love to see it. But also his number, number seven for the Tennessee Titans, thought it looked sharp. I want to throw this all the way back to Kenny Pickett because I thought Kenny Pickett actually looked swagged up in that uniform for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That solid number eight. I just think there's some numbers with the fonts in oh, their jerseys. It. Like, I don't know, just because the Steelers have the rounded numbers as their font. And then even the the number five for the San Francisco 49ers for Trey Lance. I just think a blocked-looking number five is amazing. Well, I, the 49ers have some of the best uniforms in football. Mm-hmm. And I don't like them. Uh, the Steelers, I think they're up there yep. as well. There are some uniforms where it's just it's hard to not look cool in. Yeah, I don't like eight though, and with Kenny Pickett, like he had the three quarter sleeve, like the shooter sleeve. Yeah, it was yellow. That I can't get over the two gloves. What's weird is I think Brady pulls it off well. Tom Brady does. Yeah, but I don't think Kenny Pickett does. For some reason, I was fine. I really thought it was going to be distracting and bother me. I completely caught myself like overlooking it. Like even. Uh, Maybe I thought it was an issue at Pitt because you like his gloves were yellow, so they were just like bright. Like you just noticed them. Here he's just wearing black ones. It's like okay, hey, like that's casual. I'm fine with it. Yeah, and Brady wears like um, I think he wears like the coach's quarterback coach thing wristband on his right yep. arm mm-hmm. or something on there. I think Kenny Pickett needs to go with something on his right wrist. Yeah, you can't just have a that. You're va- you're very right. You can't have everything on one arm and then just a glove. You got to mix it up. You got at least like a little like forearm band or something on your right arm. Yeah, it will look better. Yep. We'll just send him a note like, hey, can't leave the right arm blank. It's me in uniforms, man. I just, I can't turn it off. (laughs) It's always, always hitting. Can you be a uniform consultant? Is that a gig? I I would like to do that. That would be super cool. I, it is. An um, equipment manager, maybe. (laughs) It is like the uniform rep for all the local high schools. Actually, and so you go in and you, I think you get a little bit of a say, like, oh, I think this would look good with your color scheme and, and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I know that going into my junior year, we got new basketball uniforms. Mm-hmm. And the coach called down, like, some of the captains, and we got to help in the meetings. And he was like, what do you guys want? Like, these are your jerseys. You get ownership over it. We, you should have a voice in it. So we kind of talked with the rep and went through all this stuff and we had jerseys picked out and we're like all right that's what we're rolling with for the next two seasons is be kind of our jerseys and it was awesome then they picked different jerseys as soon as we walked out oh my god <laughs> we, i got to miss class for literally 30 minutes an hour to go through and like look at the catalog look at the jerseys like have a real discussion with this yeah dude. i thought it was the coolest thing ever because i love uniforms yep the three of us captains agreed on the uniforms and then at some point between us leaving the room and that order being completed it got changed everything everything yikes <laughs> you could have changed the freaking face of liberal basketball because we got to I don't do remember something what they look like but they were they were pretty cool and then uh, the jerseys that we went with were plain i think they said bulldogs across the chest that a number on them and like a pipe down the side. 
That sucks. Yeah, I know exactly what jerseys you're talking about. Yeah. Then <laughs> and it was like we even saw them, and me and uh, another buddy were like, "Are these the jerseys that we picked out?" Because I don't think so. <laughs> we I got don't... to do that for uh, baseball, basketball. I think we just missed out on, but they ended up being fine. For some reason, like when I was in school, like that Heather Gray was getting really incorporated into almost everything. I do like that though. And I do too. So it was like it was fine. But it was like, hey, like we are red and white. We don't need to be just throwing a shit ton of gray in this. Like well, we just need it as like an accent color. This doesn't need to be a huge giant gray stripe down the side of our jersey. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of our high school and their jerseys, uh, when I was in school, our school colors were red and white. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, they the football team always wore black pants. So it was red, white, and black. Black pants would have been cool. Yeah. When I got to high school, the school, I think it was the school board said, black is not a school color, can't wear it anymore. So we had, everything went to red and white. We looked like the Nebraska Cornhuskers out there. Yeah. And I I didn't like it. But I think sometime later they were like, no, let's bring back the black. Let's incorporate some other stuff into this. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Uh, Back to real football that people actually care about. One last thing, then let's get to some baseball. Uh, Lamar Jackson to halt contract talks when the season starts. So he had kind of hinted at a deadline earlier in the preseason. And I don't know that this is a holdout situation, but you see this a lot in Major League Baseball. You see it in the NBA of guys saying, hey, once the season starts, I don't negotiate anymore. Yeah. I think this is a, a little bit of a bluff. I don't know that I necessarily believe it. Uh, but it does make it interesting because, again, Lamar Jackson doesn't have a real sports yeah. agent. Uh, his mom does his representation. And I know a lot of times guys will come out and they will say this, that they're not negotiating in the season. What they mean is, don't ask me any more questions about it. My agent's working on it. 100%. <laughs> yep. And like I think that's exactly what this is. Like My mom's phone still works. I've been paying. Like <laughs> I bought her the phone, phone bill. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. coming through. That phone works. If you want to talk to her about it, get me signed. Here's her number. Yeah. For I, me, leave me out of it. Yeah, this is just another one of those negotiation tactics. Of like, oh, I'm not taking everything off my Instagram, but I'm giving you a deadline. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very soft deadline. I also respect it, though, with Lamar Jackson because he's been very upfront about this the whole time, too. Where he's like, hey, like, agent's going to take care of it. Like, we'll figure it out. We're in talks. He's been open with the media about it the whole time. He's like, okay, hey, when the season gets here, though, I'm halting this. I, you know, like you said, he handed at it. And for the fact that he's still holding strong with that, I like it. Now, does that push Baltimore to be like, okay, hey, this guy – he looks good. And if we wait another season, we're going to have to pay him probably even more money. And Let's just I get this taken care it, of. I think this is almost a, a blessing and a curse for the Ravens. Because uh, he set this deadline, don't want to have negotiations during the season. He can still get hit with the franchise tag. So yeah. if I'm the Ravens, I like this. Yep. Uh, let him play another year. Prove that you're healthy and that you can be an MVP quarterback again. Because if he does, okay, pay him $50 million. If he doesn't, though, hit him with that franchise tag. Yeah. You know, if he, if he doesn't come out and he's not as electric as he was uh, two seasons ago, like if he has another year like he did last season, hit him with the franchise tag and make him kind of do it again. Yeah. Like, hey, you won an MVP, that's awesome. But then you, don't you got get burned and battled some injuries, yeah. Pay a guy. But, I mean, if he comes out and he has another great season – I would have no problem giving him $50 million. It's like, all right, you've shown now you can do it two times, kind of had a little bit of an injury problem 
in one season. Now you've been great. Here's your money. How do you go about like the length of the contract with Lamar Jackson? Um, Are you going four years, fifty million? That's I would two hundred million if he went four years. Quick math for you, but yeah, hey, good job. <laughs> Thank you. I I would I would be surprised if he went long term. That's what I was wondering. Does he want to stay short term, or does he want does he want that security? I, I but even with the security, fifty million dollars is all the security. A, I'm going to bet on myself, guy. Yeah, and can't blame him for that one too. If he does take a, a four year deal, we saw Dak Prescott do it not too long ago. Yeah, I don't remember how long Josh Allen's deal was. I think that his think was his like is, what five or six. It was, was pretty long. It wasn't it was anything five. like uh, Mahomes signed for, which is. In five years, that's going to be the best contract in sports. He signed a six-year, $258 million deal with a $16.5 million signing bonus. That was Josh Allen's deal. In five years, Patrick Mahomes will not be a top-ten-paid quarterback. And I am okay with that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe Burrow, go get your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin go Herber, get it, boo. Yep. $55 million. I don't even care. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let it run up there, but it will be cool. Uh, to watch the Lamar Jackson season, I do think that there's a lot on the line. But again, if you're the Ravens, it's kind of a it's kind of a win win. Uh, mm. If he goes out there and he wins the MVP or is close to it, or is even not even in the MVP discussion, just as electric as you think he can be, I think you have no problem paying him. But you get another year that maybe uh, maybe he does look bad. Maybe he has an off year. Then you can kind of sit back and think, all right, what is our next step? You've just seen so many quarterbacks. Over the last couple of years, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Carson <laughs> yeah. Wentz, that it looked really good there for a little bit, and then it didn't. Uh, Carson Wentz might be the best example of a you know looks like he was going to win the MVP. If he doesn't get hurt, he probably won't, will win the MVP that year. Yeah, but then you know he gets a big contract and everything kind of fell apart for him. And with Lamar Jackson, I root for him because I like his style of play. I want to watch him on Sundays, and I want to see him be successful. I don't care if he throws the ball at all. <laughs> I mean, if he dropped back five times in a game but had like 15 carries, that might be one of the most exciting football games ever. <laughs> yeah, because you love the running aspect. For me, I'm just pounding the table like, just throw the freaking ball, no, man. I wouldn't even care. I bet they could still score 35 points with him. Just design run the whole time. <laughs> now, they probably want to keep him um, upright and not running that much. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with that one, if it is a true deadline or not. And then one baseball topic in this very, very long first segment. Fernando Tatis has been suspended for 80 games. Uh, that's going to be the rest of this season and dips into next season. There are already conspiracy theories that they knew this was going to happen at the trade deadline, mm -hmm. and that is why they went after Juan Soto. I don't think that I'm buying into it. Yeah, that's kind of odd. The fact that, like, if I mean, that's that like two weeks ago. I don't think that Major League Baseball is sitting on this for two weeks or that, that Fernando Tatis is like, yo, by the way, San Diego, uh, I'm taking Pete. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, cheating. Yeah, you might want to trade for because right yeah, he just. Yeah. I mean, what he was doing some minor league games was just absolutely tearing he was it up. Getting ready to come back. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way that they were aware of that. Yeah, it was I'm just not, like give that one a zero out of ten. I, yeah. I think that they fully intended on. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have Soto and Tatis here with Machado. And man, I like Fernando Tatis. I am really starting to question if he will ever live up to the hype. 
Uh, I think his teammates are starting to question that as well. Have you seen some of their comments and like what they were talking to like media members? I have not. So like media members were asking him like, hey, like kind of what do you think? And I believe it was Manny Machado uh, and one other teammate, and their response was pretty much just like, you know, at some point he's just going to have to make a decision on like if this is if he's really going to just like be making the right decisions to be a part of this team and help us out. Because like his injuries and the stuff that's happened well, yeah, and stuff, I and tweeted, he has uh, been such a distraction. I think this was Friday night when it happened. Mm-hmm. He just can't get out of his own way. Yeah, um, even in the off season, the reason why he's missing all these games, he, he had a couple motorcycle wrecks. Yep, uh, to where when the media members ask him, like, "Hey, did you hurt your wrist in your motorcycle accident?" He said, "Which motorcycle accident?" Yep, it's like, come on, dude. Like, and you know, even back to his that big contract. There's a lot of stuff with that that he's got to pay back some of this money to one of these agencies that kind of fronted him some money. Um, now the PED stuff. And I thought it was very interesting that he already had the statement like loaded and ready. Yeah. That like I was taking, I think it's called like close to ball. It is like I was taking it because I had a ringworm. You figured that out pretty damn quick. Now, now if that is the true thing, like that does suck. But at the same time, <laughs> Like let's say we do believe hypothetically we, that is what that is the truth that's what happened and we're gonna sit here and believe it. How in the world are you not making sure that the medication you have to take or treat this mm-hmm. is not illegal? Like you're a professional Especially athlete, when, the yeah, people that are around you. I've never had ringworm. I've known some people that have. I don't know how so you, you just get. like run some cream over the top of it and it just kind of goes away or hit it with an antibiotic. Again, not doctors. Um, <laughs> or podcast doctors. But I do think that it's hilarious and just kind of reading the tea leaves here within hours they had already released a statement being like oh i'm taking this treatment for ringworm and that's what happened so you knew within hours of figuring this out that it was this medication that you were taking for ringworm i think what these guys do is they start taking peds they're getting it from somebody and they're like hey if i get popped what's the excuse oh actually we can just say uh, that you had ringworm because this is also contained in ringworm treatment. So that's just kind of your loaded in, built in excuse of, okay, if I get popped, this is what we're going to roll with. Because some of this stuff is just so stupid that they do. And like, even if you're taking it for ringworm, hey, is it really going to show up on a drug test? Again, not a doctor, not even close. Went to school for a long time, didn't spend very much time on the medical side of things. So I just – I don't believe – I think he knew what he was doing. Again, he was just injured. He's coming back from an injury. Yep. You want to speed up that process? Pop some steroids. Come back bigger, stronger, faster. <laughs> and you'll be okay. Now you got Juan Soto in the outfield too, but he got caught. So I, I do think that they just immediately like, okay, here's the excuse. We said it was going to be yep. a ringworm. There we go. Boom. I think he did it on purpose. I don't necessarily fault him for it. I don't know that I'm going to call him a cheater or anything like that. So many guys still do this, but he got caught. And now he's got to pay for it. I just, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm just going to throw this out here now. And not that I have anything to add to it, just one of those gut feelings and little things I've been wondering about. I feel like there's going to be another player that's a big name in the major leagues right now that's going to get popped for something. And we're just going to be like, it makes sense on why they're having the season that they are. Aaron Judge. No, you think so? I'm just, I don't know why. That's just been eaten up at me like over the last couple of weeks of just like, man, this guy is just absolutely annihilating baseballs right now with complete ease. He is a stud. We know that it is a contract year that always plays into it as well. But it's still just like, phew. this dude's just hitting the shit out of the baseball. And he's not dealing with any injuries. 
<laughs> little questionable. It is, it is interesting that he is having like a career year. Yeah. Yep. And like another player that I'm worried about with it, like Albert Pujols. And the only reason is because he's gone to St. Louis and I feel like he's just hitting the piss out of the ball. Like this afternoon, he had two, two home, home runs. runs today. I saw one. Yes. He yeah. He had one in Big Mac land and then hit another one that was a little bit more left center. And it was just like, he did it. And oh my God, there's a camera angle where he hits it and he does like his little signature, like fist bump, like hand bump thing, and like the swipe across his chest. And I like, I'm not even a Cardinals fan, but I was like, Oh, that's fucking sick. You're a little bit of a Cardinals fan. Because when I was a kid, I did like the Cardinals. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, man, that is so freaking cool. I almost put it on my story, but I was like, I can't. I got so Kaufman that, on there. I believe that puts Albie at 689. Yep, he has 689 home runs. And the reason I just throw out that little PED rumor is because, like, hey, last year in the majors, let's try and get 700. Well, he also had a comment, Albert Pujols did, over the All-Star break, and it was like, Watch what I do in the second half. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> I hope he doesn't. I hope he I doesn't either because I don't want that to tarnish his legacy. Exactly. I mean, he has had an incredible career. Because he obviously has not been taking PEDs for the last 12 years. With the Angels. <laughs> yeah. I got paid. But no if he need gets to take popped them. now, if he's like, hey, last run, here we go. I'm going to load up on stuff. I'm going to yeah. McGuire this thing. I'm going to get to 700. If he gets popped at the end of the season, everybody's going to say, like, oh, he was doing it his whole career. Yeah, he clearly wasn't. I don't believe that at all. And I don't know. Maybe he's just like you know that the light is just like flickered back on. I don't know. It's just a burning fucking match right now. Of like, all right, score start this shit. I'm back into working hard. Extra batting practice. The beginning of my career. I'm doing right here at the end. One last time. I I if I were the commissioner of baseball, I would go to Albert Pujols and say, just so you know. We're not testing you the rest of the That's year. what I was getting ready to ask. Like, if you're the major leagues, do you even – Let it go, man. Yep. Okay. <laughs> There's like I would have an agreement. This is your last season, correct? Like I need it in writing legally that you are going to retire. As soon as you get that, all right, have at it. Yeah. Get it, dog. <laughs> just unleash. Uh, let your head just grow. He's got 750 by the end of the year. Like, God damn. Because yeah, I, I hope that he does get to 700. I would like to see that. 11 uh, Especially more. with a guy that is, you know – done it the clean, the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know Albert Pujols leads all of major leagues all time in grounding into double plays? Uh, I did not. That sounds like a stat I own on MLB The Show. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Twenty-one times <laughs> Albert Pujols is grounded into a double play ball. I love going to best baseball reference or any of those sports reference pages. Uh, but if you lead all time in a category, it's bright yellow. It's like highlighted, and his was 421. I'm like, oh, what's that stat? That's interesting. Uh, grounded into double plays. Which he has also <laughs> led the league in that category four different times. He just, yeah. <laughs> it's just this swing, man. He, he likes to hit those low balls with that like, golf type of swing and just send them out. And sometimes they go to short or second instead of the outfield. And um, Aaron Judge leads the major leagues right now. He has 46 home runs and 100 RBIs. He did, in his second season, hit 52 home runs while playing 155 games. Uh, Staying healthy has been a problem for him. Last year, relatively healthy, played 148 games, hit 39 home runs, uh, but is having a little bit better of a year. But I guess I I forgot how good he was in 2017. Yeah. To to lead the league in home runs like that. That just does. I can't, like... That doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it was. 
someone's I saw something the other day and I was like, oh, this happened with this player like in 2009. Oh, it was Zach Greinke. 2000, he's like, he won the Cy Young, the AL Cy Young for the Royals in 2009. We saw it yesterday at the game. And I was like, like that was two years ago. And I was like, I'm not a fucking freshman in high school. <laughs> like in 2011, Correct. I was a freshman in high school. And it was just like, I just, I don't know, for some, like there's some days where it's just, like, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And you sit here and think about it, I was like, holy shit. I mean, I agree. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that Grinky was there, but going back and, and thinking about it, it's it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Do you know the other two pitchers who have won the Cy Young for the Kansas City Royals? Uh, if you were to tell me their names, I would, but I do not know off the top of my head. Brett Saberhagen. Nope, didn't know that, actually. Who's <laughs> the other one? Cohn. Cohn, I know. Yep. <laughs> that was probably before your time. Yeah. Saber, Saberhagen, is that you said? Yep. Yep, didn't know. I I went up to Kansas City to see Grinky pitch as often as I could that season. Oh, and that's awesome. Part of the souvenir cups, maybe it was the next season they gave him out. It was after he won it, uh, was the trio of guys. They've only had three all time <laughs> to win it. But David Cohn was famous for uh, playing for the Yankees. Yep. Uh, Brady, speaking of Royals pitchers, Brady Singer, another outstanding performance today. Beat the Dodgers. Yeah, fine. maybe Jacob comes back and listens to the show later. Suck on that, dog. You <laughs> yeah, had a one series, one. you didn't sweep him. <laughs> well, I tweeted at him over the weekend, Jacob, who usually listens to the show, our Dodgers fan, and I said, "Friendly wager on the series." <laughs> I'm going. Uh, Dodgers won the series too. Yeah. So glad that uh, we didn't put any terms to that one. Uh, Jake, all you get is a congratulations from both of us. Uh, you are going to talk about the Dodgers later. Now let's talk about Roper Kia because they are also fantastic. Check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Almost an hour into the show, we're now getting to our sponsors. 47 uh, minutes. Woo! Look at <laughs> Gunspot is up next. Make sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you visit their website. So be sure to do so at gunspot.com. You really stressed the if on that one. I did. I have been lately. Uh-huh. Just been trying to – I've not been, like, paying attention to it. I'm just trying to, like, casually mix it up to see if I do it or not. Do you want to try to say the name of the town that's between Joplin and Kansas City? Uh, Peculiar? There it is. Hey, I practiced it the whole way home last night. <laughs> Got it. Man, I am back, baby. <laughs> How many hours of practice do you think you put in to be able to say that word? Uh, it took me two and a half hours to get home last night. Probably two hours. <laughs> Plus like an additional 30 minutes on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of another uh, thing. So I can't. <laughs> yeah. I've every, I mean, since I've been driving to Kansas City to go to Chiefs or Royals games, I've been trying to figure out how to say that city in my head. And last night, I was, or yesterday, I was just like, hey, I just I don't know how to say it. I can't. I can't you get said it. it wrong. On our drive up, we rode together. Um, I think I made a joke. Peculiar is what I was saying. And then, yeah, you couldn't say it. You're like, oh, my gosh, how do you say that? I can't say it. And yeah. I, typical me, just refused to say it. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> it's like, nope. I got to wait till my older brother hears this so he can roast him for another 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like my, I've told you before, my youngest daughter, instead of saying, like, because, she says, like, bees. Like, I don't even remember. But I don't correct her on it because I think it's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> and as I watch him grow up, it's like, there's not very many cute sayings that you're going to have anymore. Like, now they flip me off. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 
it's like, I'm going to hold on to that one. <laughs> not correct. And you want it? You can say it till you're 16. I don't care if you get made fun of. <laughs> I'm going to let you do it. Now, a couple other things to talk about. Uh, let's go back to the world of the NFL football uh, quarterback battles. I did think that we got some questions kind of answered with some of these teams. Start with the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky did get the start. However, I, he got some pressure put on him. Uh, Mason Rudolph played pretty well. He was the number two guy, but Kenny Pickett did look really good. We kind of already talked about him. I do wonder if we'll see him kind of creep up the depth chart, maybe in game two, and maybe he's the number two guy. And let's say he is. Like, you kind of have to release Mason Rudolph if you do that, right? I'm not sure what they would do with him. I, do you carry three quarterbacks? Uh, you could maybe put him on waivers. I don't know if anybody would pick him up. Yeah. Just uh, who needs a backup? <laughs> Not, maybe Atlanta would be like, "Who? Hey, uh, help but us!" They've got Ritter, who looked. Yeah, he. Did, I mean, he didn't look bad either. Yeah, so I don't even think guys like that. Like maybe Washington. Maybe yeah, I but, don't know though. Sam Howell didn't look bad. Yeah, I, even then, I don't think I would disrupt my locker room to be like, "Oh, hey, we're bringing in this guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, most teams got a young quarterback that they probably want to hold on to, or you know, maybe I don't know Buffalo. Uh, who do they have behind Josh? Like Matt uh, Barkley? No, the I think Matt Barkley is actually with the Niners right now. Who is it? They have someone that's actually decent. Case Keenum. Yeah, so even then, I the quarterback market is so weird right now because so many teams have their solid starter yep. or they have a guy that it's like, let's give him one more chance. Like I was going to say, maybe Chicago. They got Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Like they're fine there. Uh, you know, the Raiders, Jared Stidham's been looking damn good. <sighs> well, late resurgence of his career. Look out. <laughs> if he ends He's up back. being good at football, I, you won't hear the end of it from me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame you. all the tweets. Uh, even bef- like I've been saying the last couple of years, like he wasn't QB1 for me. I just said he should have been drafted over Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, oh. I will delete every tweet that says he's not QB1. I will feed into the narrative that he was QB1 for me. (laughs) (laughs) I had him as a first-rounder. Everybody believes that anyway, so I might as well just – I'll run with it. Jared Stidham ends up being good. Like, if you're the New York Giants right now, that should be it. Tyrod Taylor should not be your starting quarterback. Yeah. The Giants, that's going to be an interesting one in week two of their preseason. Did you hear what Colin Coward had to say about Daniel Jones? No. He was like, you know, Daniel Jones looks like a quarterback that's from Duke. (laughs) <laughs> he's like basketball wise they're at the top of football it's just not there and that's what daniel jones does he was a quarterback at duke mm-hmm. and that's what he looks like in the nfl and i was like that is fucking hilarious it, uh, thursday night uh preseason football continues on espn chicago and seattle seattle is another one of those teams geno smith got the start i'm drew annoyed Locke. by it uh, i don't know what it is about drew lock maybe you know like I know we've both kind of said we're rooting for him, just kind of want to see it maybe work out. But I do not like the fact that they're going to let Drew Locke play all the way into the fourth quarter with, like, your third-string offensive line, and he gets sacked in the back. I mean, just absolutely derailed and fumbles the ball. And they're like, oh, he's got fumbling issues. Mm -hmm. He got fucking blindsided in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. Well, the way that they're doing it is Geno Smith played the entire first half, Mm -hmm. and then Drew Locke played the entire second half. Yeah. So I, I think that they're trying to give him a shot. I don't think that it's like a, a setting him up to fail because he's playing in the fourth quarter. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see them flip it in week two even and be like, okay, now Drew Locke is going to get the start. He did throw two touchdowns, mm-hmm. but did have that cost, costly fumble. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. And if I were the coach, that's probably what I would do. They both played pretty relatively the same, mm-hmm. but Drew Locke did have two touchdowns. I would let him start in week two and just come out and tell people, like, this was the plan. Yeah, This isn't us putting somebody over the other on the depth chart, but this was a plan. We want to get a good look at both of these guys. And that's the right way to go about it. And then preseason week three, it's like, okay, hey, go play the first quarter. You're ready for the season. Like by the third preseason game, you need to know who your starter is. Because now, yeah, you don't get the yeah. preseason. And it seemed like this year most people went with um, playing your starters an entire quarter. Yeah. Uh, or at least saying that you were going to play your starters. I know a lot of quarterbacks got pulled early. We're Chiefs fans. Uh, they kind of came out and said, like, starters are going to play the first quarter. Then I think Mahomes did one series. Yep, thank <laughs> but God. But you had some other guys, other starters in there for an entire quarter. So I would imagine week one is one quarter for the starters. Week two is two quarters for the starters. Week three, hell, in week three, honestly, you might just not play anybody. Yeah, it's like you're just chilling. These guys need to make the roster. We need to figure out where they're going. Yeah, so even, you know, I, I was going to say week three is probably you play three quarters, you come out after halftime, but usually in that last preseason game, you're just trying to figure out the rest of your lineup. So in week two, you might see starters play after halftime. Yeah. Like come out for a series after halftime just so for some reason coaches love going through that. Oh, I think, I mean, we, I'm, I'm going to throw it back to the Chiefs here. I don't mean to be annoying about it, but I think that was one thing Kansas City struggled with. And that's something that a lot of teams actually struggle with is coming out of halftime. Can you get yourself rejuvenated? Can you get re energized? Can you get ready to go and start, you know, get things hot in the third quarter? Because Cincinnati, they were one of those teams that was good last year coming out of halftime. It was like, fuck, these guys are ready to rock and roll. You look at some of these other teams, and it's like, ooh, not so much. It takes them a little bit. Then you get to the fourth quarter, it's like, okay, they've scored three touchdowns and they found a way to come back and win. That's awesome. Third quarter, though, that was rough. Dallas Cowboys, perfect example of that. And then you have Dak in the fourth quarter. He has to like lead a 30-point comeback. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't play my starters in the preseason probably at all. <laughs> I don't blame you, especially after what we've seen with, like, with Zach Wilson. Like I, and I say that, but I mean like the top-tier guys. The guys that are solidified on a long-term contract Aaron and Rogers already a lock at their position. Come out after halftime and be like, oh, okay, this is how we do it. <laughs> Josh Allen doesn't need to come out after halftime. They yeah. get it. They know. Like I, the quarterbacks are just their outliers. If you want your left tackle going out there after halftime to be like, all right, now you're prepped, you're ready. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you know, maybe you have them go through the halftime stuff. They come out and they get ready. They get loose after halftime, and then you don't put them on the field. That's honestly probably what I would do. Yeah. Have you go through all the pregame stuff, the halftime stuff. Not going on the field, though. Not throwing you out there with some rookie trying to make the team and trying to make a big hit. 100%. He's not going to do it. So, and that's, you know, for most of these veteran guys, uh, I just wouldn't. And the last team, the Carolina Panthers, they've, they're interesting. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield ended up getting the start, which I, I didn't think he would. I had the tweet. I thought Sam Darnold would probably be the week one starter. Uh, Darnold did go two for three and threw a touchdown. I think Baker Mayfield probably going to be the starter. In Carolina, I guess hats off to him if he's going to be able to get ready that quick and ready for the yeah. NFL season to where they feel confident with him starting and running the full offense. Yeah, Sam I've, Darnold's going to be able to. He's there should be able to. If I'm Sam Darnold, I'm be kind of pissed off. Like I'd have been pissed off at the fact that they went and got 
you know, Baker Mayfield anyways, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now he's just coming in and immediately getting the starting reps or whatnot. I want out of here. Mm-hmm. Send him anywhere. Again, right. I know we just kind of went through that a little bit ago. It's like, where are you going to send him? Mm-hmm. Maybe you send him to Seattle. <laughs> I think that he's going to be a Mitch Trubisky type of, okay, you spend another year here. Maybe you can get an opportunity elsewhere next year. Yep. But I, I don't think that there would be a trade market for him or, you know, Mason Rudolph type. Um, P.J. Walker came in, got a lot of play. Matt Corral came in, and I had heard that Matt Corral looked very good in training camp. He went one for nine <laughs> in the preseason. Pretty so, solid. Get, that's why you got to look at this training camp stuff and kind of you know, hold back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe that third-string defense for the Panthers isn't so hot. Yeah, or you know, fourth string. When you're yeah. like going up against the fourth stringer, it's like, yeah, Matt Corral should be tearing it up against these guys. <laughs> and apparently he was. And then he gets in there in a, a real game and uh, did not play as well. But they are, they're one of the few teams that are playing four quarterbacks. I don't know that there's any other team out there um, that is doing it. So uh, week two of the preseason, uh, again, starts, what I say, Thursday on yep. ESPN. Uh, you're going to get a, a pretty good matchup with Seattle and Chicago. We'll see how they run their quarterbacks. Uh, I know a lot of people were pissed off about the Bears' field. This one's going to be in Seattle, so you won't have to yep. worry about that one. And then Friday night, you get the Panthers at the Patriots. That one will be on NFL Network. And also the Texans versus the Rams will be on NFL Network on Friday. And then long list of games happening on Saturday as well. Um, also things happening this week. Club 609, hop in there for the best happy hour in the world every weekday from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And on Saturday from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m., best happy hour in the world, two-for-one drink specials, and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So again, downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of of when you're going to need your oil changed or your tire serviced, or you just get, how was it that you get your tires lubed, I think is what you said last week. You really threw me for a loop on it. Huh? You said it before. Did I really? Yeah. A couple weeks ago, you said go in Love and get your tires lubed. <laughs> oh, I did. Yep, I did. I did. I did. Uh, but anywho, yes, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them right here in the four-state area for all your car needs. Thank you again, Downtown Lube. Also, change your windshield wipers. Uh, also that, yeah. That's something I learned how to do when I was in high school. My dad really? was like, you're going to need to know how to do this. Yep. Guess what? I haven't done it since. Uh, Really? Mm-mm. Oh, I do it all the time. I, when my windshield wipers start streaking... See ya. I cannot really? deal with that shit. It's so just like the way that I sit in my car that it, like any vehicle I've had, I feel like I sit eye level, like right where the streak happens in the windshield. I can't, I was like, I can't see through this. I'm not going to look under it. I'm not going to look above it. Remove the streak. Yeah. In my truck, I've never, I haven't tried, but in previous vehicles, they went to like a new technology. Like I learned how to change the windshield wiper blades on a 1997 yeah. S10. So I was like, it's super simple. There's a hook. Hook it in there. It'll yep. click. You're good to go. And then I got a new car, and I was like, wait a second. This is not the way my dad taught me how to do like, Yeah. Well, the windshield change. wiper technology has advanced where like, you have to like yeah. take the clip down, and then you put it in the hook, and then it, like mm-hmm. the windshield wrap, wiper excuse me, kind of like wraps itself around that hook yep. so it doesn't fly off. And then and as soon as that technology came around, I said, no. 
<laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. I will buy the windshield wipers and bring them to you guys while you're here changing my oil. Please change them. <laughs> exactly. The one that threw me for the biggest loop is when it was like, hey, different sizes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that part I didn't know. I'm over here just 22 inching the shit out of this windshield, both sides. <laughs> Got a little extra cash. I'm going to hit you with yeah. these 24s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting like an extra four inch of coverage outside of your yep. windshield. And my <laughs> passenger window is also getting clean. Better look out. Uh, let's get to some of our tell the truth, not just talking about wiper blades, uh, which is very important. It is. You need to be able to see. Go to Downtown Lube. I don't even know if that's actually on their list of services. You can check out their website. It is now. we got to let Mark know. <laughs> Find out. I'll talk uh, to him tomorrow. Also, I have a big – I don't have like a big – I don't have like a douchebag truck, but my truck is large. You have a what? I have a big truck. Did you say douchebag truck? I don't have a douchebag size truck. I'm not driving oh, like a F-350 okay. diesel or anything like that. But my truck is big, <laughs> and it's kind of difficult. Like even cleaning the windshield, my little stubby arms can't get all of it. Yeah. And I'm not about to be the guy that has to like climb up on my running boards <laughs> to get my windshield. Get my little step stool. <laughs> yeah, right. Click, click. That's why I think it's Love's gas station. Uh-huh. They have that long stick yeah. windshield cleaner. Like okay, I got everything here. I am loving this. But at the great Casey's General Store, still rocking with that little handheld little one, and I can't get every part of the window. <laughs> so what I do is I just go to a car wash. <laughs> also, what I think it, there's, we talked about advanced technology and windshield wipers. I think when you talk about it in these bugs, the fuckers don't come off the windshield, man. They splat on that windshield, and it's like just immediately dries up with the wind, and they're just crusted there. I, it's so insane. I agree, actually, it's uh, what happened. Our car wash is worse. Our bugs different. But even in my truck, uh, the last couple times I've went to the car wash and I always do the like um, self wash where I just have yeah. to sit there. But it's not getting all the bugs off. Yeah. And so the last couple times I went to the handheld one where I have to do it myself. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spray the shit out of the front and try to get as many of these bugs off as I can. And then I'll take it to the, yeah. to the car wash. And it still doesn't work. Yeah, I, I've, I've done it before where it's like I will take the handheld sprayer myself and I will just like, F you, bug. You're already dead. But like, get off my windshield. That bug's still there. Mm-hmm. I what are these things eating right now? butterfly the other day. And even while I was driving, I was like, that's going to be there for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to wait till like a bird or an insect eats it off there. But then we get like a natural rain. It's like the acidity of that now is just like, goodbye, bugs. Right. I think it's probably a car wash thing and not a bug thing, but maybe if you want to run with that conspiracy theory, <laughs> there is something going it on. It is just in because like I'll have a bug hit my windshield and immediately splatter. I'm like, oop, here's my, you know, my washer. Let's get it off. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't. And I was like, how? Like, I, like I've done this immediately. Yeah. These are new windshield wipers. My windshield washer fluid has like the bug and like it's the super expensive one, which is $4, but for the little bucket of it. Cause like I don't want the bugs and I don't want the rain just like filling up my windshield. I want it to come up with a bubble. So my windshield wipers come gone. I used clear. to always use more windshield wiper fluid than like a shoe. Like you go get your oil changed, they top off your fluids. Uh-huh. I would always have to go like halfway through and like it's time for new windshield wipers. Yep. Fluid. Same. Mm-hmm. Cause I use it. All the time. Yeah, I want and a clean like, windshield. The bugs don't even care. <laughs> it's pointless. I'm going to downtown lube, getting new wiper blades, top off my fluids, see y'all later. I don't need an oil change yet. Not Sometimes. us talking bugs for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, tell the truth. Uh, talking bugs. 
We went to the Royals and Dodgers game this weekend. Both of our Tell the Truths come from that game. Uh, it was ridiculously hot, but I will say, for any of our Royals fans, I, I know our guy Logan was up there as well, sit on the third base side. Yep. It's completely in the shade. Uh, pretty much the entire game, the whole third base side. So it wasn't too bad. It was hot up there, though, uh, and it was very busy. A lot of Dodgers fans. I went to the concession stand, and I was in line. I don't know how long I was gone. It felt like forever. 20 minutes? 30. I missed an entire inning. You sent in one line. text of, I'm going to get a jumbo hot dog. Mm-hmm. And I sent three messages in response of, will you give me one, please? You also put ketchup on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you okay? Dude comes back well, with a giant thing time. of popcorn. Mm-hmm. So I'm waited in line for 30 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the jumbo hot dogs. They actually had a deal. This is how you know that I'm telling the truth because I know that you still don't believe me. Nope. <laughs> I think you ate my hot dog. <laughs> two jumbo hot dogs for like 15 bucks. So I was like, awesome, yeah. right there. And it came with some pretzel bites. So I was like, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting that, a frozen lemonade, and some water. I wait in line for 25 minutes, get all the way to the front. Order the two jumbo hot dogs, and they say, there's a wait on the hot dogs. I've been there for 25 minutes. I'm not waiting an extra 10 for <laughs> a hot dog. I'm done waiting, yep. <laughs> so I'm like, popcorn, souvenir bucket, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> in the 25 minutes that I was waiting in line, though, there was a couple in front of me. They were Dodgers fans, which traveled well from L.A., and they were arguing with one another. But it was very interesting. I've never seen this before. The man was arguing and speaking English. Mm-hmm. The woman was arguing and speaking Spanish. And it honestly, like, was impressive. Like, the fact that you can be yelling at another person and just, like, not happy, just, I'm spewing my thoughts, and you're doing it in two different languages, made me feel like a lazy piece of shit. Dude, like, how, I just... How am I so dumb that I only speak one <laughs> language? I don't even do that well. Yeah, no shit. Tell me about that, my guy. God damn. But <laughs> you for people me... people out there speaking three, four languages. I feel like if that's my relationship... We would never finish an argument because I would just be turned on. I was like, that's hot. That is very attractive. <laughs> I can't be mad at You're you. You're speaking a whole other language. Mm, I am done. People say like French is a, it's a sexy language. For me, it's Spanish. Yeah. It's weakness. I've heard Spanish. I and I've had someone speak Spanish to me in a moment like that, and I was like, whoo, mm-hmm. this is fantastic. Yeah, just that little accent. Yep. Gets me going as well. But I, it was impressive to watch two people argue in different languages like, at the same time. And it wasn't even like they were going back and forth. It's just like he was upset. She was upset. And I think it was over not getting something done before they left. I don't, it was very hard to keep up with argument. And at the same time, like they're arguing in front of everybody. You can only hear one no side. No idea what's going on. <laughs> like I was only able to gather like bits and pieces from his side of things. But I, I did. I thought it was really cool to have a, a, a couple, and they're just sitting there arguing, speaking two languages. And I even said, always said, like as a parent, like oh, I'm going to have my daughter speak Spanish. I'm going to get them on some program when they're young. So that they can do it, because I think it's super cool. But nope, not me. Good old red-blooded American. <laughs> only speak English. <laughs> and again, not not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't ask me to punctuate anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually much better at it than I think you realize. But let's go uh, to my tell the truth, because mine is, again, in relation to the game that we were at yesterday, or I should say Saturday, of the Royals versus Dodgers, the trip up to Kansas City. Mine is just about Dodgers fans in general because I'll be honest. 
I really thought they were going to be obnoxious and very annoying coming into Kansas City because I've heard this fan base travels well. I did not know this going in. So I, I had heard a little bit, but I was just like, eh, I feel like every fan base says that, like, yada, yada, yada. It's like, mm-hmm. whatever. They fucking do. Like, that stadium was all blue and white. The Royals are also blue and white, but the blue and white that was there was pretty much for the freaking Los Angeles Dodgers, and they enjoyed one hell of a game. And there was a, a section in front of us, or two sections in front of us, that felt like it was just entirely Dodgers I fans. I meant to take a picture And that's of it, because but I it was. It, it, uh, I think Matt has a video of them. It and, literally was all Dodgers fans. Yeah, and uh, the lady that was sitting next to me was also a Dodgers fan, but her husband was a Royals fan, and I guess they were part of this group, and I don't think they were from the area, so she was pretty much just like very like informed on who these people were that were in front of us. And apparently they travel to different stadiums every other weekend throughout the season, and they buy out these sections at the stadium just for their fans. And they sit on the third base side between the dugout and the bullpen, so when players are running back, they can yell and holler at them. And the players are also very aware of who these people are because every time a pitcher or a reliever or some other catchers would, like, roll into the bullpen, they were waving at him and, like, talking to him. And it was like, that is just so freaking cool. And Dodgers fans, again, like, they were just – they were so nice and they had so much fun. And right now is a great time to be a Dodgers fan. You just won the World Series, and you're also having a hell of a game or a hell of a season right now. I think, you, what, you've only lost 11 games since the All-Star break of the last 47. So it's just been – or you were just on a 12-game winning streak, I believe. Absolutely fantastic time. You did lose today. Who cares? But the fact that they traveled to Kansas City and the amount of fans that were there, they were just, like, so respectable. They enjoyed it. And the other thing that really hit me, too, is, like, talking to other Dodgers fans up in the concourse area was just how beloved Kauffman Stadium is by other fan bases. They're like, the fans here are so cool. Like, this stadium oh, is so beautiful. nice. There's I, just, there's so much, like, interactive stuff throughout the stadium. Like, even the Hall of Fame thing. Like, this is just awesome. Yep. And I, to me, it was like, I guess I've been spoiled by that because I don't really know any other ones besides Bush Stadium in St. Louis. I know that I am partial, that I'm not biased at all. Arrowhead's a dump. Yeah. I, but I love Kaufman. I've come around on the Arrowhead being a dump since being in a lot of other NFL or be, football going stadiums. going into like almost any other stadium. Yeah, except Nissan Stadium in Nashville. That is a bigger dumpster. Yeah, Soldier than Field also a dump. Yeah. In Chicago. Yep. So there are some dumpy ones out there. I do think Kaufman is beautiful, <laughs> though. Uh, and the fountains are fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, we, I've had some friends come in town before uh, to see a game, and everybody has great things to say about Kaufman. Uh, I, a lot of people don't realize you can do a, an entire lap around the stadium, too, which is not something you can do in every stadium. Yeah. I, I do think that it is great. And those Dodgers fans, I, I have a friend of mine who's a Dodgers fan. She lives in L.A., and she was debating on coming out to the game. I was like, you definitely should. Yeah. Uh, I, and she didn't even mention that like this was a thing. I thought yeah. she just wanted to come to Kaufman. I'm like, it's <laughs> one of the best stadiums in baseball. Yep. Which I fully agree on. Um, but they traveled so well. Literally, I, I know that uh, you were kind of getting made fun of, like, no duh, it was all white and blue. Uh, but it was all Dodgers. Yeah. Like, we were outnumbered in our section and even the stadium, we dipped out a little bit early, right before Joey Gallo hit the home run. If you anybody paid attention to the game, did you the see who he hit it off of? Erupted. Yep. I did not. Nicky Lopez. 
do it. Take he it. just fucking lobbed it up there. <laughs> when he hit it, Nikki, uh, I was laughing at it earlier because I saw the clip. Because, again, we were walking out of the stadium to get to see it. But we did hear the the crowd in the stadium just absolutely erupt. <laughs> when he hit the ball, Nikki like, tucked his shoulder over his face because he was like, I don't know where that ball went, but I know he hit the shit out of it. Yeah. If I'm a position <laughs> player, I, I don't want to throw against Joey Gallo. Yeah. Like, well... There is the off chance you could strike him out. Yep. <laughs> Just throwing a little bit of junk up there to him. Uh, but the, even in the first inning, the Dodgers put up like five runs. The stadium mm-hmm. was going nuts. Oh, yeah. And even the friend of mine was like, yeah, you're right. You can definitely hear it on the broadcast. It's incredibly loud for – it felt like an away game in Kauffman Stadium. It, it did. Well, it was. I'll guarantee there were more Dodgers fans than Royals fans. Without a doubt. And uh, a couple people ask us about the Reese's brisket sandwich. Yeah, couldn't find it. I'm sorry. I didn't. did try. I did try to find it, and I couldn't. I don't know where it was at. They yeah, don't, don't really tell you that, where they're like, ooh, new food here at the stadium. And some of them they only put in certain sections. Yeah. And some of those sections are like the higher-end seating, and it's like, oh, it's only available back here. Yeah. So I didn't see it either. But also, the brisket nachos are like some like my favorite thing in the world. Yep. I have to get those. <laughs> if like I'm going to try something else that's new that's there, it's going to have to be in addition to the brisket nachos. Do you know what I just, I'm the reason the Royals lost yes on Saturday? Clearly. I've been to 3 games this year and they've won every game and I've eaten the brisket nachos or I've ordered them myself. Yesterday I went in and got chicken tenders and ate before you guys did cuz I was hungover and tired. Yeah. Hungover. I was not hungover, but I was very tired. <laughs> I, and <laughs> I didn't feel bad on my hangover then, but had to drink heavily the night before. With I, I don't even want to say drink heavily because I didn't. We just drank for an entire night. Like we stayed up way later than we should have. We don't have bedtimes. We I'm about to start giving myself a bedtime. I put in eleven hours of work on Friday night, and but I we, told you I don't know if that's something that I should be proud of or concerned about. Because I woke up on Saturday fine. Again, might come off as braggy. I'm starting to lean towards the, this is concerning. I, I want to say the that to you, but I don't want to be like, do <laughs> I don't think you should, man. <laughs> I dial it back. Like, I just bit. need to ask you, like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> right? 11 Honey. hours. That's just, I woke up, I had a little bit of a headache. I drank a Gatorade. I was good to go. <laughs> oh, I can't even drink Gatorades anymore. They're just, they upset my stomach. I don't know. There's too I much damn sugar. you had a little Gator light or whatever. Yeah, I got to start drinking that. Just, then you just start freaking drinking water. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out there. Uh, <laughs> drink your water. Uh, but that is it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys listening to this. Uh, again, right here in the call-in app. You can do it on Apple. You can do it on Spotify. Uh, we'll be live on Sunday and Thursday nights, but uh, you can also listen to it. Anytime you want. Go back and listen to old episodes. Most of them hold up over time. But we do appreciate you guys joining us as always. We'll talk to you again on Thursday night.